welcome to The Goddess Given Truth. This is Jess Williams. I am your host, relationship coach, somatic healer, tantrika, artistic entrepreneur, and I am so excited for today's episode because I had one of the most badass women that I know come on the show, and we got to discuss so much about the honesty in what we've experienced in our businesses as artistic entrepreneurs, as visionary entrepreneurs, as systematized strategist entrepreneurs. And we really go deep in what have been the real things that have helped us overcome a lack of confidence or imposter syndrome or maybe an inability to really be able to let go of the past and jump into the next level of whatever we're creating. And in this episode, we share so much about our journey and so much about what we're experiencing to this day within the coaching industry and within our businesses. And we share our mindset around it and how we continue to really create success for ourselves, success for our clients, and build the legacy that we truly desire to build. And I had Brie on the show because she's not only one of the badass women I know, but she's a genius in what she does. She is an integrative health practitioner and business coach who focuses on guiding health coaches in launching and expanding their practices. And her journey began at 11 years old when she was really driven by the quest to understand the roots of her health struggles, which this eventually evolved into a mission to assist others struggling with similar ailments. She's been trained by Dr. Stephen Cabral. She's earned diverse health certifications, facilitating transformative wellness for countless women. And as she's gained success in her field, Brianna now empowers practitioners and collaborates with mission-aligned companies aiming to revolutionize the global health. So if you are a health coach, if you are a fempreneur, if you are just getting started in your entrepreneurial journey, or if you've really reached like a plateau in your coaching business, I highly recommend listening to this entire episode. Like go all the way to the end because especially like after the first 10 minutes, we start to really get into it. We start to really connect. And Brie and I have such an epic history. We've known each other for five years. I came into Bree's life at the beginning of her actual business. I wouldn't say her entrepreneurial journey because our entrepreneurial journeys, as we talk about in this episode, start at the beginning of our lives and everything we do makes us an entrepreneur and everything we are doing is making us millionaires and building our legacies and I highly recommend really listening to this entire episode, maybe even having a freaking notebook because some of the things that we share are like the actual things that we say and that we think and that we do with ourselves to this day to create this consistent level of success. So without ado, I would love to welcome Brianna LeBlanc to The Goddess Given Truth, where we have expansive, authentic, open, grounded, epic conversations that support humanity 
in expansion to the next level of what we're meant to become. Welcome, everyone. Okay, Brie, welcome to the Goddess Given Truth. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and I feel really lit up from all the conversations that we were having before I pressed record. And yeah, before we actually pressed record, I was like, okay, like where where do I even want to go with this? Because Brie, you're such a badass. You're such a kick-ass entrepreneur. You travel the world. You're like the full embodiment of the perfect balance between divine feminine and divine masculine. Like you're just so capable, but you're so radiant and glowing and connected to your body. And yeah, I'm just like, how do you do it all? Like, what is your through line? How do you remain connected to this sense of power and confidence that I see you wear so well? Well, first off, thank you so much for the compliments. And uh, second, how do I do it? That's an interesting question. I feel like for me, I guess it depends on who you ask, but I definitely have a lot of that masculine energy within me. And I flow really well with structure. So I love structure. I love routine. I love having those spaces because then it allows me to flow within those spaces. Like I heard this example before. I don't know where I heard it, but like the masculine is like the bowl, the structure that holds the water that free flows. But if there's no bowl there, then the water just splashes and goes everywhere and it's kind of chaotic, right? So I love being able to create that structure in my life. And I feel like I do that really well. So then I can just kind of free flow within that structure. And that allows me to just be in my feminine, right? In another way, I heard one of my mentors, he talked about how we only have so much bandwidth in the day to make decisions and take action on things. And so the more that you can allocate that bandwidth to big actions or big decisions, then the little stuff won't get in the way. And so that's why for me, I really like structure because then I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think of when I work out. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. That's already kind of automated. And so now I can actually relax. I don't have to be in my masculine, like, oh no, what am I going to eat? What am I going to do? And like trying to create that structure. It's like, I already created ahead of time. So now I can just relax and like flow throughout my day. Does that make sense? This is like, this is everything that every (laughs) very feminine entrepreneur who listens to my podcast needs to hear. And like, so like what a, a quote I heard the other day was like, we're not unlimited. Like as much as you're like, I want to embody my fully unleashed limitless power. It's like, in the end, we're still human and we need this structure and ability to manage our energy in order for it to actually flow to get the things done that we want to do. And hearing you share that, like as an epic coach, for people who run a coaching business, whether it's like in the, whether they're healing, like like service-based, whether they're healing or health coaching or mindset coaching what do you feel for your life maybe not like necessarily business structures specifically but like for your life how do you remain in that consistent power like what are things that you actually do well something before I get into that I think is important to to mention now that you're talking about how your audiences um, really need to hear that is that Tony Robbins talks about different I don't know if he calls them archetypes but there's the entrepreneur, there's the artist and the operator, 
And so we all have different, I don't know what the word is, like capabilities. Like some people are very much so artists. They don't like the structure. They don't like that. Like, that's like my boyfriend. And then also this other girl I was talking about with her business. She's like, I have all these ideas. I just don't know how to package them. And I feel like sometimes people that are super into that artist, they force themselves into being the operator, like must do this, 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 this. And then that cr kills their creativity. That kills their, their feminine flow. And this so was, it's not this about- was you talking to me when- <laughs> We, we, this is our second time recording this podcast. Okay. And, and the other, the last time we recorded it, I was so in my operator energy. I was like, okay, Brie, let's ask all the perfect questions to have the perfect answers. And then you reflected that energy of like, just being so controlled and confined. And you sent me this message after and you're like, Jess, you're a fucking artist. Like, like let go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so people who are artists try to be the operator and sometimes you have to play that role especially in the beginning of your business but it's not about trying to be the operator but coming up with systems that help you be more in that artistry like for example my boyfriend he is totally an artist and so he has support systems in his business that help him be in his artistry and same with me when I have health coaches that are like, I have tons of ideas, but I don't know why I'm better in the operator than I am inside the, the artist. So like, I definitely have that, but I flow best in like the operator capacity. And so they hire me and I help them with the operation stuff so that they can free flow in their business. Does that make sense? And that's why also in businesses, like the CEO is more so like the visionary versus the COO does the operator. There's a reason why people have different job titles and different um, roles within a company. But when we work for ourselves, we're kind of doing all of it. And that's why women get so burned out that are artists because they don't have the systems and structures inside the operations to help them be in their artistry. So if anybody's out there like, I'm not doing this right. It's like, no, it's not about becoming the operator. That's going to exhaust you. It's just about coming up with the systems and tools that help you with the operations so that you can free flow in the artist totally I feel like as a mom I know that so fucking well and I'm coming out of like a whole two months of deep dark depression because I as a mom like you have so much responsibility and then the house gets messy so easily and then you're fragmented because you really want to focus on your children, but you really want to focus on your business. And then you have such a, like a perceived lack of time because all your time and energy is going to that of which you care so much about. And it's so easy to get into thinking that in order to be successful, especially as like an artist or like a creatrix, in order to be successful, you just have to have more structure and do more things and focus more on the systems and focus more on the nitty gritty. And what I've learned so much in like the last, honestly, just like this hasn't been a this has been a life lesson for me, but in the last couple of weeks, like it's been really embodied is that the more that I focus on my artistry and I put myself in this space where I'm connected to that feminine flow and that intense creativity 
then the more I'm actually able to magnetize the people that I need that want to come in and support me with my vision, because like I'm in that energy that I attract in. And it's so cool because I've been really magnetizing those opportunities and those people, right? Like my, my partner always talks about how every visionary needs an integrator. Like you need someone to take your vision and funnel it down and plant it into the earth so it can actually grow and actually turn into something. And if, if the visionary doesn't have the integrator, they try and play the integrator role. And that actually dims their light so much and cuts them off from being able to create and being able to do big things in this world. And I feel like that's where so many entrepreneurs suffer, right? They're disconnected from their light because they're so lost in all the little stuff that they have to do. So that. Like, what does your business look like? Like, do you have a big support system? Like, what do you actually do in order? Because what I actually see in you, Brie, is you are a very feminine woman. Like, you have a lot of the masculine structure set for yourself. And like, you're you're very connected to your body. Like, your heart is so wide open. Like, talking to you is so easy because you're just in your your expression, right? Like you're radiating light. And I see that you are a very feminine person, but yeah, you've created that ability to just like keep it going, right? Keep the flow moving. So I'm wondering like, what are things within your business? What are support systems that you've created for yourself? And how did you even start to do that? Because hiring is so difficult in the first place. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a, a story about that. And I also just want to reiterate what you're saying, but like the integrator, which also, in other words, the operator, like we're talking about the same thing, like the person who operates the systems. And you said, since you're in this feminine energy and flow, you're magnetizing the people. That's really powerful. There's a really awesome book. I'm about to read it. It's called Who, Not How. So rather than thinking, how do I do this? Who can help me with this? Yeah, I've Ooh. read this book twice now. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything. Yes, exactly. So artists, especially, really need to read this book. Like, it, it'll help you a lot. It's it's who, not how. Um, and so I do have a few people that that work for me, uh, freelancers, contractors. Like, for example, a video editor, because I don't like editing videos. That's exhausting to me. I don't want to be there doing like the technical stuff. And I used to think, oh, I, I don't like creating videos, but I realized, oh, I actually do like creating videos. I just don't like editing the videos. And so now that I have an editor that does it, well, now it's a lot easier for me to do and I actually do enjoy it. And so sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it this thing that I don't like or is it this thing that I don't like? What is it? And how can I outsource the things that I don't actually enjoy doing? And one of the things I don't enjoy doing is hiring. And so what I did is I actually had a virtual assistant that I hired and this is how I did my hiring process. Now I'm not recommending everybody does this. This is what worked for me. Okay, so I hired a virtual assistant to hire people for me. And so I created the job description and she put it out on websites. And then she was the one that went through the different applications. And then she picked a top 10. And from those top 10, I looked at it really quickly and I picked the top three. And I got her to interview the top three. And I got her to record, like I told her what questions to ask and I got her to record the top three. And then from those interviews, I just watched them really quickly and I picked the one person that I wanted to interview. And so I just hopped on this call with this person for 20 minutes and I ended up hiring them. And so rather than me posting the thing, the thing, going through all the stuff, looking, narrowing it down, as I got somebody to do it, it took me like an hour to hire somebody versus like the 10, 20 hours or whatever. So <laughs> this is so sexy. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm like, like fuck, you are that bitch right now. <laughs> like you're just like, don't want to do it. Delegate. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, since I, I work more in like this, like I, in the operations, I definitely have like the vision and the operations. Um, but I definitely see myself having more support in like the operations standpoint. And I did have somebody working for me more in the operations standpoint for a while. And I'm actually looking to attract that again and have somebody more in that operations standpoint. Because it's hard to be everything for everybody all at once. Um, it limits you. It definitely does because of that limited energy. We do have limited energy. We do have limited time. And so how do we scale that? Well, utilizing other people's energy and other people's time, right? That are part of the, the mission and the vision because then it duplicates, triples, right? And so I'm definitely looking to add that because I have been working with people more so one-on-one -on, -one on a higher level, which I actually enjoy because that allows me to um, set my schedule and kind of flow within that a lot easier um, than having lower ticket offers and serving, you know, hundreds of people at once. And what I've been doing lately, which is really fun, me trying to get back into my artistry and like my visionary, because I got kind of stagnant and stuck with my business. I was like, oh, I love what I do, but I'm just selling the same thing like over and over. And so mm -hmm. I want to have fun with it. And I'm like, look, I don't really need a huge influx of cash right now. I just want to like have fun. And so I've been creating these little mini 30-day challenges or 30-day boot camps or 30-day programs and inviting people in and speaking on different topics. Like I had a 30-day business boot camp and it was $500 and I had over 10 women in there. And uh, then it was fun. Then I got to do master classes once a week. And uh, so that was just like a once a week thing for me for like an hour. So it was super fun and I loved it. I had the time to do it. And also I was traveling so much that it was hard for me to plan a bunch of things. And so I was like, okay, this is easy for me to do. It's low ticket. It'll bring in a bunch of people and I'll just have fun doing it. And so I decided to do that again with a mindset course, which I'm really loving right now. So mm -hmm. people who uh, need help with mindset when it comes to their um, uh, wanting to improve their health and mental health, but then also health coaches that want to support their clients with mindset and motivation, but haven't really had the training on how to do that. So sorry, that was very long winded. I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so into it. This is so perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I really appreciate you giving like a really clear inside look as to your thought process on how you're running your business. And I've been in such a similar space with like, I'm like, sometimes I feel as coaches, we can get so caught up in just the industry talk about like having the high ticket sales and the, the perfect ascension model to like bring people in through your funnel and, and like all this stuff. And, and for me, for example, it's like, if I have an offer Sometimes I can get so lost in thinking, make sure you're charging what you're worth and make sure you're marketing enough and make sure you're doing this and make sure you're doing that. But when you change the focus to it being like, I just want to have fun with people and I just want to connect with people and I just want to teach this specific topic because it's so fun for me to talk about and I can talk about it infinitely. 
the energy completely changes and you actually magnetize so many more people. And typically I've found for me, like those things, I don't want to charge crazy high ticket for it. Just like we all deserve to charge the high ticket. And if it's feeling like stress for you and it's feeling like pressure and you're feeling like you're having to turn down people that you would have loved to have a part of the experience, like shift it you're allowed to freaking shift it. Like, it's okay. You don't have to like, listen to what everyone else is doing, you know? Totally. And I also think it depends. It really depends on the person and what they value and what they want. So like I asked health coaches when they start working with me, like, what do you want? Do you really need cash right now? Are you like, oh my God, Brie, like I'm drowning. Like I need money to pay something. Okay, cool. That'll be the focus. Or Sometimes I, I work with people that have full-time jobs and then they're starting their health coaching business kind of on the side. And so they're like, I'm good for cash. I just want to create something that feels really good for me and that's sustainable. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. So it it also depends on kind of like where they're at and, and what they value. And uh, so that's why for me, this model worked really well. And then, you know, I'm teaching this thing. I'm in my free flow. It's fun for me. I didn't need the, you know, big influx of cash and then people who enjoyed that and then wanted to work with me at a higher level cool now I can and then because I have that high ticket and I do have those clients that also allows me the time and that energy to create the lower ticket stuff does that make sense so I have those high ticket offers I have that cash so then I, I have the ability to create these low ticket things because if I didn't then I'd probably be stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Right. And so I think they're, they're both important, but it also depends once again on, on like what you value and me and you, we've been running our coaching business for a while. So it's not like it's, we're six months in and now we're burnt out about our offer. It's like, we've been doing this for like four or five, what, six years you've been doing this longer than me. So after that amount of time, you, you kind of like, you know what to do for marketing, you know what to do to bring people in, you know how to create offers, you know how to do this stuff. And so now it's, it's just looking at our business differently and thinking about um, that creative aspect, especially as an artist, you know, what feels fun for me to do again. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'd love to hear from your perspective, like people that really are at that beginning, beginning phase because it's like at the beginning, you really do have to work your ass off. Like you really do have to go out and talk to people and reach out to people while you're marketing, while you're trying to grow a following, while you're building your offer or, or trying to even figure out what your niche is takes time. Like you don't know your niche right away because you need to serve people to find out what they need, to find out what tools that you actually need to put in your courses and I don't know, like there's so much figuring out at the beginning. I'm so curious, like what advice would you have for someone who's really just getting started? Because I know that you work with these people often and I'm so curious, like what is typically their challenge and, and what do they really need to hear? Once again, it depends on where they're at. Because I've worked with people that have built an audience already and they've tried pitching stuff, but they just don't have a clear offer. Their marketing's like all over the place. And so nobody's signing up. Versus other people that don't have an offer or don't have an audience at all. But I think at the end of the day, once again, it comes down to who, not how. It doesn't have to be this long process. Like, for example, I had a coaching call earlier this morning. This girl actually was part of my 30-day business boot camp. And she was telling me how she works with people in corporate. 
and these people have like four houses so like they can afford services she was just undercharging herself a lot but she was talking to this company and they want to work with her and she was like okay how am I going to create something for everybody there and I'm like why why not just create a corporate wellness program I actually sold one like two years ago a corporate wellness program to a company and she was like, oh my God, I never thought of that. I'm like, you're already in contact with these people. And so now she's pitching them like a $50,000 offer to work with them for a quarter. And this could turn into like a yearly subscription for them. Like imagine she went from working one-on-one with people charging like $1,000 to now she has a $100,000 contract to work with this company. And why? Because it was the who, the who working at that company with those CEOs and so sometimes like our, our brain just also limits us to think, oh, we has to be this one specific way, but it really doesn't. Like there's so many different ways in which you can do it. Another one, I had a woman who works on hormones of people pre-pregnancy and post-pregnancy. And I'm like, why don't you partner up with a bunch of doulas or people that's are, that are in the space that literally talk to these women every day anyway? and then offer them affiliate commissions. They work with hundreds of women, like that's your audience versus trying to like collect them on Instagram, which you'll do naturally over time anyway, but who can you partner with to accelerate that process? This is so important because I feel like so many coaches get lost in having to have like a massive following. Like they're like, oh, my only way to make clients is if I grow a huge following so that any offer I put out there, I'm gonna get 20 messages. But I feel like I've built my entire business off of going to like ecstatic dances or <laughs> women's circles yep. or, or like a fucking potluck, like <laughs> just by going and connecting with people and then they know someone and then they know someone like the story I was telling you before we hopped into the podcast, like I went to this epic conscious festival this weekend yeah. and one of the speakers, he just blew my mind. I felt so drawn to him and eventually... I just went into my body and my body magnetically attracted him in the same space. And we had this beautiful connection and now I'm going to be co-hosting one of his events in Montreal. And then that's a whole other audience I get to be connected to. And I feel like exactly like what you're saying is so freaking important. Like we're so good at closing ourselves off to all the opportunities that are around us in terms of building our business because we have this like clear idea as to how it's supposed to happen but it's like you never know the person right beside you might be connected to the exact person that you need to talk to that will just blow up your brand and connect you to all the people that need your help who not how exactly exactly and a lot of times we stop ourselves like you could have easily stopped yourself from going to talk to this person because you could have easily been like oh well that's stupid what if you look silly he has this like who is he to talk to me or invite me but like you literally never know like I was telling you another client of mine was here in California and we met this guy who has millions of followers and she follows him and she just straight up asked him for the interview on the spot and they ended up doing it and I'm like see but before she probably wouldn't have done that like oh I don't have a large audience and she only has like uh, a few hundred a uh, few thousand people on her following like maybe less than 5k so she really doesn't have a big following but people are more willing to do things especially if it's in line with their mission and vision than than you think and something my mom actually taught me when I was very young which I love and I still carry with me every day is you never know if you never try mm. if you don't try you'll never know so it's better to try and find out than to just like assume and then never know right I love that it's so funny because I like the one 
voice that I've always had in my head was something that my dad told me when I was really young. And I th- I think I had like come home from school and I was just sad and upset about like an interaction I had had with someone. And he was like, just be yourself, Jess. And ever <laughs> since then, like every single time I come face to face with someone that I'm a bit intimidated by, I remember like, yeah, just, just be yourself and remember that like they're just being themselves. And like, sometimes I'll walk up to someone and I'll be like, yeah, so I feel super goofy and dorky to say this right now, but like, hey, do you want to da 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 and just being you and even sharing authentically how you feel and then telling them why you felt called to ask them in the first place or why you felt sparked to to create a conversation with them. Like people are so inspired by that, you know, and it's it's so powerful. I love that you share that. I think that's such good advice that people definitely need to take. It's just bringing up the elephant in the room. Like, for example, if you talk to somebody and you know your face is going to turn all red and you're insecure about your face turning red, that was me when I was young because I had severe social anxiety and I was so afraid of people judging me for how I was showing up. So now just saying it up front, like, hey, we're going to have a conversation. My face is going to turn super red. It'll be kind of weird. Don't worry. I'm okay. And then just continuing on because then it it totally like takes down your guard and now you don't have to be worried about how you look. Um, You're just you know, you've already pointed it out. And uh, I think that's, that's super, super powerful. It's helped, a, like, it helped me a lot, right? Or let's say, like, something's going, you just point it out. And uh, then you can move forward. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. I love that you just started like a whole explosion of, like, topic in my mind, because I was talking with my partner, and and we were talking about how, like, 21 days to make a habit is bullshit. Like, (laughs) cause what you're sharing with me is in that experience, you're like me as Brie, I'm not like actually nervous, but my body reacts this way in this specific situation. So I'm just letting you know that this is happening. But now when that, now that we know you as Brie, like that rarely happens, right? Maybe if you come face to face with like freaking Tony Robbins or like, I don't know who knows, right? That happened. Well, there you go. I was super nervous. Yeah. He's huge. I was like, he's a big guy. (laughs) So it makes sense for your nervous system to react in this specific way. But um, yeah, we were just talking about how it's like your your body needs time to become comfortable with this new way of being over and over and over again. And that might take like, sure, 21 days to build this new level of a habit of going out and speaking up online and talking to strangers and sharing your message and sharing what you want to talk about. And it might also take like five years to like actually get used to that. Because if you were younger and you had an insane trauma where you went on stage and people were throwing apples at you and they hated you, right? it's going to be really uncomfortable for you to like speak up and talk to people that you really value their opinion. Like it's going to be really, really difficult. Anyways, I digress, but I, I'm just blown away as to who you've become in such a short little amount of time. Like to me, you're one of the most confident freaking goddesses ever. And I'm so curious, like how, how did you go from like shy and not sharing your message to 
like serving hundreds of people yeah well I'm definitely not the most confident anybody who's confident like confidence was built and I'm gonna be insecure doubt myself sometimes like that's just bound to happen and a way that I explain it to a client once is like for example they were so afraid to invest in themselves in their business I'm like look this is of course it is you've never done this before this is unfamiliar to you. It's the unknown. So it's scary. You have all these questions in your mind and your brain searches for evidence as to, for everything, whatever you believe to be true is what your brain will search for evidence. So it's like, okay, 10K a month. Do, do I have any, any evidence of 10K a month in my brain? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to doubt that that's possible then. So I'm like, look, this is, this is obviously uh, normal, but the more that you do it and the more success that you see, the more evidence that you have in your own life, the easier it's going to become. So next time when those thoughts and those emotions pop up, they'll be familiar to you. And you'll, it's not that those thoughts are going to go away. It's just you become normalized to them. So you're like, oh, okay, that's what this is. And, you know, that's fine. Right. So definitely the familiarity of stuff. And then also kind of it ties into what you were saying earlier about um, how it's not me, but it's just a reaction that my body is having something that I learned, it was actually from a Buddhist, the first time I, I heard this, and I think Joe Dispenza, he talks about this a lot too, is how we are not our thoughts, we are not our emotions, we are not our body, who's the one like listening, and, and seeing and witnessing everything is we are the consciousness, we, we are the observer. And so sometimes when we're in a certain situation, we feel like, oh, it's me. But if we can take that observer approach and just witness like, oh, this is happening right now. Like, oh, like my body's feeling this way right now. And then we don't judge it as much. And then we can just observe it, accept it and let it flow through. Like, oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. Okay, um, let me just like flow with this and eventually it'll pass versus getting anxious about feeling anxious or getting angry about feeling angry and then putting that into my identity. Like I am an anxious person. No, if we can just take that observer approach and just look at things a little bit differently from that third person perspective, um, then the experience changes. The experience changes because our emotions change. And that was really powerful for me just because I did struggle with so much mental health, mental health issues. And I thought it was me and I'm just destined to feel this way. But when I worked on my health, a lot of that drastically changed, but I worked so much on my mind and my emotions and emotional intelligence which is why I'm so passionate about teaching it. I integrate it into my programs. And like right now, I'm actually um, hosting a 30-day mindset mastery course for health coaches too, because they notice that the biggest barrier for people is the, the mental and the emotional part. And even Tony Robbins, when I was at his mastermind earlier this year, he said that 80% of people's problems are psychological. They're not physical. They're psychological. It can always, you can normally bring it back to something psychological. And so the more that we develop ourselves personally, the more that we can develop professionally and uh, in all these other areas, relationships, health, business. So that's what I've seen to be true. I, I want to like really take a, like a clip note of what you were sharing around what I like, what I believe confidence is, is you don't believe you're perfect and there's nothing wrong with you and you're the most beautiful thing in the room and you have everything you need. Like confidence isn't this, I am everything, right? Confidence is knowing 
I am imperfect and that's perfect. Like I am going to fuck up and that doesn't have to do anything about me. Like that's just the human experience and that's how we learn and that's how we grow. And there's like two parts to what you were sharing in that like the nervous system doesn't want you to grow. It wants to keep you safe. Like that's its only goal. Mm -hmm. And you knowing that every single time you're uncomfortable it's just because it's not familiar is such a powerful tool because you get to really say to yourself like oh I'm just growing I'm just doing things I've never done it's okay if I look like I don't know anything right now and that's actually powerful like I feel like I started to limit myself so much when I was like getting really into personal development and I started to think like, oh, I'm getting really smart now and I'm really connected to my intuition now and I can really serve people and help people now. Then I started to think that I'm the smartest one in the room and I started to be the one who was talking the most. And that's when my growth started to diminish more and more and more and more. But when you enter a room and you're like, I I don't know anything. Like who actually knows who these people are? And by me talking and trying to be confident, right? That's the difference between like ego and like true confidence is it's like, I actually know nothing and that's the beauty. And and that's how I can actually learn limitless amounts of information because I'm open to it because I know that there's more room to grow all the time, right? I just think that's so beautiful. And I, I truly believe that that's what you embody to such an epic level we've all been there you join a program you gain so much momentum and as soon as the program is over you lose all of it or you're working with a one-on-one coach and have so much fast and epic progress but when you let the coach go you find yourself a little lost and demotivated again that isn't because you're broken or because the course that you did didn't work or the coach that you worked with wasn't good enough. It's just proof that things like connection, mentorship, and support are something that is meant to be a constant in our lives. We are always going to be growing. We are always going to be unfolding into the next best version of ourselves. And humans are social beings. We need help. We need reflection. We need co-regulation from like-minded and trusted individuals. And that's why I created Ritual. Ritual is a monthly membership where you can receive the consistent connection and support that you need in the form of group coaching calls, community practices, and community connection. When you join the monthly membership, you not only gain access to these incredible monthly experiences, but you also gain access to over 50 pre-recorded teachings and practices in the form of audio, video, and worksheets, and this inventory is ever-growing. I don't believe that connection and consistent support has to cost anyone thousands of dollars a month. And that's why Ritual is the most affordable offer I have, because connection and community is your goddess-given right. If you're ready to receive the level of love and support that you deserve, go check out the link in the show notes or reach out to me on Instagram at JessEmbodied. Love you. Yeah, like what you're saying, the best teachers are the students that need it the most. Period. What do you mean by that? 
the best teachers are the people that that need it the most or who have been there. Like the reason why I'm so qualified to talk about health is not because I know everything. It's just because I've been through a lot of shit <laughs> and I was my own first client. And it's the same thing with uh, mental health and mentality because I'm I'm practicing what I preach and I'm continuing to learn. I'm continuing to grow. That's why I can share the stuff that I do. It's not because, oh, I just know everything. It's like, no, because I'm, I'm learning because I'm constantly growing because I am going to these Tony Robbins seminars and I am reading these books and I am doing these things like I'm the student. And I'm learning from these people. And, it, and it's it's even just the way that somebody says something. Actually, there's another quote I was telling my clients earlier this week is that it's better to remind yourself of things that you already know than to learn something new. And so sometimes it's not about learning new things and constantly bringing in new information. It's just reminding yourself and practicing the foundations. How many times in business have you tried the, the new thing and then you stop doing the foundational things that worked or even with health? right? It's like you're doing these new protocols, but then you stop doing the foundation of 10,000 steps a day. Am I drinking enough water? Am I eating my vegetables? Am I stretching? You stop doing those things. You're focusing on all these other things and then everything falls apart. So it's not about learning new information all the time, but it's about just reminding yourself of the foundation. And sometimes somebody just says something a little bit differently that just clicks in a totally different way. Everyone that I've met who is at their peak level of performance, they are like really in a high level of momentum of success in their life. They all have like core pillars, core values, core foundations that are like the most simple things that it mm -hmm. it's like triggering. <laughs> they're, they're like, eat well, go to the gym, like, like, connect to your body on a daily basis, right? It's it's those simple things and honestly they that that changed my whole life like 4 days ago at this festival that I was at. I had been so in a space of like I'm I'm in a year long certification right now, so there's so much to learn and so much to digest and like so many different practices that I could be giving to people and it really like I forgot my through line and I started to create even like this sense of ADHD like I was just like diving into one thing and then and then not fully embodying it and then getting a little bored with it and then diving into another thing and then not fully embodying it or it not really working for me and then when I went to this event this past weekend I, I magically manifested like an hour and a half long somatic healing session with like this goddess of a shaman like she changed my entire life um but the the codes that came through, she was just like, yeah, be in your feminine more and connect to your body on a daily basis. Like, why aren't, why aren't you doing that? Like your soul is like, why aren't you fucking listening? And I was like, wow, for the next four days, for the next week, like I'm not absorbing any other information. I'm not reading any books. I am not listening to another influencer. Like I am just going to really hone into that message. And and all the intricacies of it. And it's so cool how much content has been pouring through, right? right? Because people that have like all this epic content, it's not because they know so many different freaking things. It's they it's because they know the intricacies of their craft so well that they know that 
the the ideal client that's experiencing it, they know every single emotion and thought and thing that they're going through while they're trying to learn and embrace and embody that thing. And that's where all that contact comes from. And that's how you can speak like directly to your ideal client. And yeah, like this is so important in our industry, like in the personal development industry and in the coaching industry and like the information realm that we live in now with social media where everyone's just talking about the new thing and the next idea and the the next yeah. thing that's going to just get like all the views and and all the stuff like it's it's so important to come back into ourselves and our process and the things that really work from a foundation. Totally. That I love that you say that. And you're such a great example of that because you're so powerful in your feminine. And a great example of that within your own life is that that's the foundation, but the details of it change because now you have children. So the way that you embodied your feminine before doesn't look the same now. And it may not look the same in six months and it may not look the same in a year. And so that's why you have to keep revisiting it because it's gonna look different. Like right now I'm in California. When I was in Canada, my practices look differently, different. My lifestyle looked different. And so it's going back to my values, going back to the foundations, going back to, okay, what are the fundamental things? And what are the little details that change to support me the best right now in this current moment? Because it may not be aligned with myself four months ago or in four months from now. So where am I right now? And I think that's so important to you because we are constantly evolving and, 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 and learning and, and growing, right? And so that's why those intricate details can change, but the foundation is the same. Beautiful. I, lo- I would love to know, like, what are, obviously don't give us all the juicy tips that you give in the course, but like, what are some of the foundational things that you teach about in your mindset course? Um, well, I'm on day two, because that's a four week thing. Um, the first week, I'm trying to remember what I taught the first week. The first week, okay, I'll talk about what I talked about in the second week is a lot around how to change your thoughts and your emotions around like perspective and stuff like that. Like when you go to a Tony Robbins course, or you watch certain master classes, is how I explained it is like, they're sharing a story or they're saying something and it's something like clicks within your mind and now you're inspired and you're motivated again but you have to sometimes go back to those environments in order to get that same feeling again right but if you can understand what they're doing from a psychological level from like neuro-linguistic reprogramming, for example, or how they're actually shifting your thought process and how you're shifting your, your beliefs versus just like creating an affirmation. Well, what is the actual process, not just from a logical perspective, but from an emotional perspective, right? And like Tony Robbins actually taught that in his um, master in his mastermind earlier this year that I went to is like the process of how he takes somebody from a certain belief to another belief. Right. Mm-hmm. So that person has the shift, but how they can't, they may not be able to replicate it because they don't know the step-by-step of like how we did it. And so that's what I was teaching last week. Beautiful. Like the step-by-step as to how you go from believing one thing to fully believing another thing. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. We're moving okay. up the emotional scale as well. Right. And so, for example, if you're having a, a really negative thought around something like I'm not good enough. Okay. But what is a thought that 
sometimes people think okay, I'm not good enough. Let me just say I'm good enough now. But your brain, the back of your head, if you don't believe that, your brain's just going to go, no, that's not true. And so you're still going to feel these same emotions of I'm not good enough, even though you're saying something different. And sometimes those feelings can actually amplify, right? When you're saying I'm good enough, but you don't actually feel good enough. It's like now it feels even worse. And that's what you're energetically magnetizing into your life because the universe doesn't respond to the thoughts that you're thinking, but the actual emotions and the energy of things. And so you may not be able to go to, I'm good enough, but you might say something like, I'm, I'm learning to be better at this thing. Okay. That feels better. And that's something my brain cannot, doesn't fight me on. It's like, yeah, okay. That's a, that's a thought that feels better than this thought in this moment. And so now I'm, I'm changing the energy of, of how I'm feeling. And you can continue to go through that process. Um, I'm getting better every day. Um, I'm, you know, what are different things that you can tell yourself that you can actually believe in your mind that feels better than the last thought that you had. And that's a really easy way to, to move up the emotional scale and feel differently about a situation. This sounds like such an amazing course for A-type personalities, like people that are really hard on themselves because like I have been like, that's just been my journey is really loving every single part of myself. And I find when we get into this personal development industry and the coaching realm and just being a better version of you, it's so easy to say like, I, I hate the version of me who's insecure. Like I need to fix it and change it and transform it and, and try and not be this version of me that's insecure. But sometimes the most healing thing is just to say like, I'm insecure right now. And I love that about me. Mm-hmm. And, and it like, it blocks out the ability to even feel insecure anymore because you're just like, yeah, I, I accept the fact that I feel insecure. And, and it, cause typically it's like, what you're share, what I'm hearing from what you're sharing, it's like the things that hold us down isn't the insecurity or like the fear or the the strong negative emotion. Like, sure, those do definitely hold us down, but it's the way we feel about those emotions and the way we judge ourselves for it and how we actually shame ourselves for experiencing it when mm-hmm. you and I we, we've been entrepreneurs for like four, five, six years and and we still experience this stuff. It's just we don't think that we're broken because of it we're just like yeah like I feel like so butterflies in my body because Tony Robbins is this huge epic man and it's like so intense and that's okay like that's normal or yeah I don't know I just I I love that you're sharing that like it's it's like acceptance and and how do you feel around the things that you're feeling man it is so beautiful that you're teaching that in a course that is life-changing that has been the biggest thing that's changed my entire life yeah yeah same same with me and I go back to these foundations because you're right it is it's not the emotion but it's the judgment of the emotion and so if we can turn that to acceptance and even like when people are starting their wellness journeys they can come from a place of I hate my body and so but that doesn't lead to positive actions right they end up restricting binging and then going through the cycle of, of shame and guilt versus I'm learning to love my body and so right that's a totally different way of of experiencing something you're going to make different decisions from that place 
And so I definitely think this course is is great for people in that space. And it's helped a lot of my um, health coaching clients or yeah, my health clients. But then also from a business perspective, other health coaches, they're taught all this information. Let me give these protocols to people. Let me like, you know, this is what I do. But they were not taught on how to bring somebody through that emotional experience. We're not taught on how to bring somebody through a transformation or help them navigate certain emotions or navigate certain thoughts. We're not taught that in school. Like who's going to teach us that even in, in courses for like health coaches, they don't teach that. And so um, that's why a lot of actual health coaches are inside that program because they want step-by-step -step systems. What's an activity or like an exercise that I can give my client to do in this moment um, as they're learning? Because when you're first learning and taking on clients, you, you don't know the patterns Right. But after a while, you learn the patterns and you become more confident in what you're sharing. And so it doesn't have to be as structured. But in the beginning, it's really great to practice yourself, to bring yourself through that process. And then there's something like physical that you can share an exercise you can bring your clients through to help them navigate certain um, things that they're going through. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for showing up so wholeheartedly and for being so open. And I remember at the beginning of the episode, I was like, I don't actually know exactly what I want to go into, yeah. but I just, I just want to chat. And I feel like this has gone into like so many cool directions and there's so many powerful gold nuggets in here. And uh, yeah, I'm wondering like if anyone wants to do your next mindset round, if anyone wants to work with you in wellness, if anyone wants to have you as their epic business coach, because like, God, there's so much genius in you, even the way that you develop that, that standard operating system on how to hire somebody. I'm just like, damn girl, like you're, you really like you, you remind me a bit of myself. Like I'm, I'm good at being creative with myself, but I'm better at optimizing other people's lives than I am my own right and and I just I feel like you're such a gift just as a person to have in your energy and in your space and I'm wondering how people can connect with you yeah on Instagram is the easiest way brie.leblanc1 b-r-e.leblanc1 is definitely the easiest way and yeah I love what I do it's like I'm sure the same with you at times definitely frustrating and like there's certain things we don't want to do okay like hiring people like I don't want to do that I don't want to edit videos but overall I love my job so much like I don't feel like I'm work like right now this podcast I'm like oh I'm working right now like no I, I love it like this is so fun you know what I mean like <laughs> um so, so yeah, I, I definitely love what I do. And it's been so beautiful to watch your journey as well. Like I remember at the beginning or inside the interview here, at some point you mentioned, how did you go from this to this? And uh, you probably remember, remember the first time I recorded a video of myself, it was actually at your house after a cacao ceremony. And I had like painting on my face. And I remember I like recorded a video. And I was oh my God, Brie. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable recording this video of myself. I was like judging myself so hard. And so we all start somewhere. That was the starting point. I remember being like, just say anything. And you're like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, so say that. Say that you don't know what to say. And you got on the video and you were like, hi, I don't even know what to say right now. But I'm recording <laughs> yeah. a video of myself. And I remember like, I, I'm getting emotional because I just remember that whole night was so fun and so magical. But yeah, oh my God, what a fucking journey. 
Yeah, that was like four and a half years ago. So I feel like people see us now and they're like, oh, they know what they're doing. But it's like, man, we've been through some shit to get here. <laughs> we definitely did not start off this way. I was so uncomfortable recording a video. So uncomfortable. And you got to witness that. So I mean, you know. Oh my God. The first time I spoke on stage, I think I went to the bathroom four times and took a poop those four <laughs> times. Like my body was just like, ah. <laughs> Like, and now, please, please. oh my god yeah and now on these shows we're just like blah 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 blah, blah, blah. like it's it's gotten yeah. easier because we did it again and again and again yep that familiarity and having the accountability like yeah. I I'm here because I had people support me to get here like I wouldn't have gotten on that stage if people I think I wanted to not do that for five days in a row I was like no no way I'm doing it like and when you when you were with us at our house like I was living with four roommates right and they were the ones who were like no shut up you're getting on that stage and every day I was like no I'm not freaking doing it and they're like shut up you're getting on that stage and, <laughs> and like me and you in the basement I was like Bree just just record a video like you just need to have someone push you over the edge and be like you're gonna be okay and I feel like that's what you do so well for business clients. And I do well for people in other ways. And yeah, that's really like what a coach is here for. <laughs> it's like we see the the goal before you even know it's possible. And we're just there to be like, you can trust the process. It's all good. I got you. You can take that step forward. Yeah. And like I talked about earlier, how our brain searches for evidence. If we don't have evidence we have to sometimes look outside of us and look at, well, who has that evidence? And I know that that was a fact for me in business. Like, okay, I don't know if I can personally do this, but other people have done it. So if other people have done it this way, then it's possible for me. It's the same thing with yeah. my mental health. When I thought it was so impossible for me to do it is I would just overload my brain of like, okay, what are some success stories? Like anybody struggling with mental health stuff or going through a hard time, look at Oprah's story. Just, I won't say it, but look at Oprah's story and you'll be like, wow, if she can do that, then it's possible for me to do this as well. So looking at other people's evidences as coaches, because we've been there, because we have been the student, we have been the client and we still are, then we have that evidence. And so now we can say, hey, I, I know you're doubting this, but like I have this evidence. And um, there's one other quick thing that I want to share is like, I was saying to a client the other day, there's a certain situation that happened that caused a lot of stress and anxiety I'm like look in this moment there's so many unknowns you can either turn to fear or you can turn to faith fear will lead to x y and z turning to faith will lead to x y and z fear and faith are both kind of made up it's like this perception that we have in our head so it depends on which side you want to lean on because you're going to feel different emotions and the circumstances are going to be the same right now either way so which one do you want to kind of lean on and she was like okay no, you're right. Okay. I'm going to lean into just the faith and, and trusting because this fear is just not serving me right now. It's just a reaction my body is having. It's all a path. It's like a road that you get to choose. Yeah. I love that. And I really wanted to say when you were sharing, look for evidence. I was thinking in my head, like as a leader and as a coach and as a visionary and as an entrepreneur, what we're doing right now, like sharing our journey and sharing our mistakes and sharing the little pains and intricacies in everything that we've experienced by being vulnerable about it 
we're actually showing people that it's possible, mm-hmm. right? There was a time where I was so obsessed with making sure everyone saw the version of me that had it all figured out and only that version. And I was getting coaching clients and with all my clients, I interview them after and we do just like this process where I get to learn about their experience and what they learned and and what they felt they got out of working with me. And usually a question I ask is like, why didn't you hire me sooner? And multiple people were sharing that they felt disconnected from me. They felt where you are in your life, like with your traveling and with your kids and with your partner and with your business. Like, I just felt like I couldn't, I could never do that. Like you're so far ahead of me, but what they learned through working with me is like, I am just like you, like in every single way, I've just like developed some tools, but still go through the same shit, just in a more empowered process sometimes, you know? And like, thank you so much, Brie, for coming on here and being honest and being vulnerable about your experiences and your fears and your tools and the ways that you overcome it, because we get to really show people that it is possible for them. It's so important. Definitely, definitely. And, and the last piece to that, to anybody who's putting anybody on a pedestal, is that you don't know the behind the scenes. You really don't. And since coming to Los Angeles, and I've had the opportunity to meet some pretty incredible people. Honestly, think of anybody who's like super high up in the business or personal development space. I have probably met them at this point over the past like eight to 10 months. Um, And it is not always what it seems. It's like people might be thriving in one area financially, but their relationships are all over the place or their business are all over the place, or their team is a mess and their sleeping is like terrible because they're going to bed at 3 a.m. and waking up at 6 a.m. just to get things done. Like you really don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. And so it doesn't serve you to compare because you really don't know. You have to just say, hey, how can I optimize what I have and also what I have right now because maybe in in their position you wouldn't actually want to be in their position (laughs) you never know what's going on behind the scenes or or what it really took to get there or create the thing and so I just wanted to put that caveat out there because I used to be that person that would look up to these people and be like oh my god they have everything and now I'm like ooh, okay (laughs) ouch that's Uh, trauma right there (laughs) yeah exactly so you just never know um you just never know. I always love what uh, one of my, like, I don't know, one of my most oldest mentors says, like Preston Smiles. He says, you're whole, complete, and never finished. Like the journey never ends. And you, yeah, exactly. And it never will because that's karma. Like that's why we're here as humans to evolve into the highest version of ourselves infinitely. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, I like this saying that if nothing in, in life is perfect, because if it were perfect, then it wouldn't be evolving. And life is constantly changing and evolving. So it physically cannot be perfect. It wouldn't evolve. And if it wouldn't evolve, then it'd be actually like not growing. It'd be dying. It'd be going backwards because everything else would keep moving forward. Mm. Brie, thank you so much. You are such a multi-dimensional badass woman. I love you. I'm so grateful you came on here. Everything that anyone needs in order to connect with you or find you will be beneath the show in the show notes. 
And for anyone listening, thank you so much for sitting with us and for being here. And Brie, I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you so much. Like I said, it's been so awesome to see your journey and everything that you've been going through and everything that you're sharing online too is so powerful. I love following you and and it helps me get into my feminine as well. Like it reminds me because sometimes <laughs> I get too stuck in my masculine. I'm like, okay, no. Um, so you're just such a great example of such a powerful feminine leader. And like in the beginning, we talked about how sometimes people who are that feminine like artist, they try to create themselves into being the operator and I think you're such a powerful example of like hey I can be the artist and I can thrive in that so keep keep sharing that with the world and thank you for being my yang and reminding me that I get to be so connected to my vision and tell people what the fuck is up and just do it yep exactly Uh, all right everybody have a beautiful day Bye.